0: Look at him. My quantitative. You notice anything different about him? Look at his face. Look at his eyes. He won a national math competition in China. He doesn't even speak English. Yeah, I'm sure of
1: the math. Alongside the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Week 3 Early Lines Market Report brought to you by Pregame.com. Two weeks through the NFL season, Fez. What's your initial takeaways right now?
0: There's no way I can go 18 weeks at this speed. <laughs> uh, fire hose, you know, trying to drink out of it. Um, hmm. Obviously, the injuries are mounting, Mm -hmm. contenders are having key guys uh, falling down, and you wonder... NBA style, if you're not going to see more load management because, you know, by week eight, half of the contenders are going to have key guys out the way things are going, right?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a shame. We saw what happened to Nick Chubb last night. He's done for the year. Uh, the Giants avoided a serious injury with Saquon Barkley. Still, he's going to miss sometime. And yeah, your players just dropping like flies. It, it's Burrow bad might not there. be right the whole year. Well, yeah, that, that's something that we have to pay attention to. And speaking of the week three schedule, because we had two Monday night games here at tonight we are not going to be talking about those teams that played so we're not going to go into tennessee cleveland new orleans green bay carolina seattle and pittsburgh vegas so let's start the week three early line report With Thursday Night Football, the Giants, as I mentioned, no Saquon Barkley in this game. They are at San Francisco. The 49ers, 10.5-point favorites. It moved a half a point with the news that Saquon Barkley was not going to play, so it was at 10. Now it's 10.5. But if you go back to the summer, Fez, this line was 5.
0: Yeah, and the, that was when people thought that the Niners might have some trouble, might not have a quarterback, and they clearly have one. Niners, my best team in the NFL. I make this line 11. Now, all these assume two for home field. You
1: make it 11 without Saquon Barkley.
0: I make it 11. Okay. Yes, so I have the Niners nine points better. So all my numbers are assuming two for home field, which if you disagree, which and I might disagree with this, I just have the, the, the spreadsheet set up to, like, first look, two for home field, and then I start adjusting. One thing I normally would adjust more— for against the road team on Thursday, I'm not going to do that here because the Giants just played in Arizona. They're spending the week on the West Coast, so it's not disadvantageous for them to be playing this game on Thursday like it normally is. Mm. And it's not disadvantageous for them on the the East Coast team to play late because their body clocks will be fine because they're yeah. staying out, you know, all week long. Having said that, I do think the spot. From last week, it's just disadvantageous because Herculean effort for the Giants to come from behind to get the win had to use a lot of energy. Um, Although the you know the Niners did not have an
1: easy game against the Rams themselves. You mentioned the effort in the second half of the Giants to come from twenty-one down and win that game, and that's a bad spot for them coming off of that game. But if the Giants didn't come back and win. Your line would probably be twelve or thirteen in this spot, right? I
0: think it'd be a bad spot regard you know what when you're down twenty-eight to seven in a game, <laughs> it's a bad spot the next week, <laughs> regardless. Um but uh yeah, we'll see if um how how important Barkley is. I do think he was already injured, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just a confirmation that he was going to be out. We thought yeah, he'd be he out for the, longer. He left the
1: game late, and, and the MRI confirmed on Monday that it was just a regular ankle sprain. Not a high ankle sprain, yeah. just a regular ankle sprain, but no way he's going to play on, on the short week. Yes. Uh, that was rotation 301, Giants at San Francisco. We're going in rotation order, so we got 451 on Sunday. The Chargers at the Vikings – this is a battle of 0-2 teams, Fez. So desperation for both. It's a pick'em game. Back in the summer, the Chargers were one and a half point favorites.
0: So a pick'em game. So, you know, the Vikings are 11 and 3 in their last 14 close games, hmm. but they're also 0-3. So maybe uh, the Cousins magic has worn off. I gotta tell you, I get I get excited whenever there's a pick'em line, and you know why? I'm gonna let the odds makers choose. I'm going to tease because it's not going to stay pick the the winds will blow one direction or another and someone's going to come favored and as soon as they become favored then they can tease the other guys back the other way I it's not ideal because the total so sky high what is it 53 and a half now and I'd much rather tease a 38 than a 51 but nevertheless uh, teaser candidate in either direction my first inclination was Chargers and then my second inclination was, oh, the sharps are going to like the Vikings at home with that with that home field.
1: So um, I'm. But gonna... isn't the market saying that the Chargers are a better team? Because if you're giving the Vikings that home field, and this is an even spread, essentially it's saying the Chargers minus three on, on a neutral.
0: Sure. So and the Chargers were supposed to win, you know, nine and a half games this year, and the Vikings eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And I don't think much has changed. They both underperformed. I guess the Vikings could argue, hey, we're minus six in turnovers this year. We've been unlucky. But then again, Chargers have been unlucky also. And the Miami loss is looking better with Miami, you know, a solid game against New England. Like I said, you tell me. Whoever whoever you want to make favorite, I'll tease the other (laughs) guy.
1: I can't see the Chargers being favorite. People are going to be on the home Vikings. Look, they're both 0-2. They're both playing with desperation. But Vikings at home. And I don't think I'm wrong to say that Kirk Cousins has looked better than Justin Herbert to start the season. Uh, We're going to skip... Four five three, which is Tennessee at Cleveland, we know now Nick Chubb is done for the year, so that you have to downgrade Cleveland, right,
0: yes, and I watched part of the game, most of the game, and we were talking about pre production my number one takeaway is I've never seen a quarterback get flagged twice <laughs> for personal foul face mask penalties like Watson was, so um you know it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to do, so. I'm, I'm trying to think of like in the NBA equivalent that um, he might be like green for like Golden State. You know, it's just like can't stay out of trouble mm. no matter what. Yes.
1: 4 5 5, the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are nine and a half point favorites. Back in the summer, they were seven point favorites. And uh, an interesting, you know, uh, game, the Texans coming off of a loss to the Colts where I thought that CJ Stroud made uh some strides forward in his progression in his you know growing as a rookie quarterback.
0: I agree. I think Stroud played well. I think the O-line is decimated. Mm-hmm. He put up some really good numbers when he wasn't getting sacked 6 times. Um our own Steven Nover um here at pregame He calls these type of games kill spots. He's like, "This, I'm sure, like he's probably going to be on Jacksonville. It's going to be it's a kill spot for the Jaguars off that disappointing loss to Kansas City, and now they get a uh, a Houston team that has all kinds of cluster injuries on the O line." I make the game ten. It's only nine and a half, so nine and a half is not a traditional long teaser because a six point teaser gets me to three and a half. Mm -hmm. Looks like a seven point, a pricey seven point minus one forty teaser. How is Jacksonville not going to win, though? It's, yeah,
1: it, it, I, I've got to do it. Yes, four, five, seven. The Patriots at the Jets. The Pats zero and two. The Jets one and one after their miraculous win in Week One over the Bills. Patriots are two and a half point favorites on the road. Our consensus here at pregame has it at two point seven. Do you think this gets to three? It kind of
0: has in some spots already. So it doesn't have to go the full three, but this is a great game where you can lay two and a half or you can take three. I think you should take three. Um, my ratings make it Jets plus a half. So if, if, if I basically got it close to pick them and I can catch you know the key three, there was one, one mover shaker in the industry released on the minus two and a half on New England on Monday. It doesn't take much on Monday mm-hmm. to release to move a line and it popped up to three. And then, like you said, oop. Coming right back down to two and a half. And I think the pros are saying, thank you very much. Uh, you know, what has really changed with the Jets? Um, the Jets last week, they're playing the best team in the NFL, right? And they're catching eight on the mm-hmm. road.
1: And they decided not to run the ball for some reason.
0: Um, now, well, it wouldn't have mattered. So now they are home catching three. So it's like the same. If, if, you're, if you're catching eight on the road, catching three and all, that's about the same. So are they playing Dallas again? No. They're playing a team comparable to Dallas?
1: No, not even close.
0: Playing a team within a couple points as good as Dallas? No. No, they're playing a team that's like seven points worse. Mm-hmm. You're the Jets expert. We want the Jets plus three, right?
1: The Jets are winning this game. Yeah. that, that That's my take. <laughs> I'll take the three, but the Jets are going to win this game.
0: By the way, I've always been a huge Belichick's a better coach than every other coach— a, uh, he's losing it. He's just losing. I don't know what's, what's going on. Like, at the end of the game, they score. They go down eight, and they kick the extra point. The word's out. The Eagles pioneered this. Yep, yep. You go for two. Yep. I know it. You know it. Belichick knows it, yet somehow he's, still, he's kicking there to go down one. And then the, the ultimate, it just drives me crazy. I can't watch the games. Chris Collinsworth, and I'm a Bengal fan, so I love Chris Collinsworth, but he's part owner, he was, of an analytics company. And he said, oh, if, if the Jets score at the end of the game, should they go for two to win the game? It's like, why didn't they go for two when they're down eight? And that way, uh, New England. Mm-hmm. If New England scores, obviously, if you're going to go for two and go for the win... You go for it after the first touchdown because that way, if you miss it, you can go for two after the second touchdown. So uh F plus Collinsworth, still love you, man. Did great, should have won that Super Bowl. Sorry.
1: <laughs> We're gonna skip four five-nine. The Saints at the Packers. Let's move on to four-six-one. Denver at Miami. Miami laying six and a half at home. We have six point six market right now. Back in the summer, the Dolphins were a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, and that Broncos score a little deceiving because of the hail mary at the end.
0: Yeah, so down eight, almost got the eight point. I still am the only one in America not to have seen the hail mary. I turned that <laughs> game. I, I turned away from that game. I'm like, oh, they got a typo. They got them losing thirty five, thirty three. Someone, someone typed in thirty three instead of twenty seven, huh? Maybe not. Let's see what's going on. Uh, I make it six and a half, so it's right on the number. Um, one thing I will caution everyone: you've, we've got a couple six and a halves coming up. Don't be teasing six and a half point favorites down to a half in general because you're laying minus 280 essentially by teasing them. You're each leg at minus 120, six point teasers like laying 280. The money line, you could, if you shop it, you should be able to find like a minus
1: 260. So it's just cheaper. Just bet them. If you like them to win, fine. No problem. Just play the money line. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of the Washington team that beat Denver, game 463, Buffalo at Washington, the Bills are laying six and a half on the road. Did you upgrade the commanders? They're two and oh right now. And what looked like a game that they were gonna get blown out in against the 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 Broncos looked like a nice victory.
0: Yeah, I upgraded Washington by a point. So um <laughs> Part of these; these are my initial rating adjustments. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I got I got to go more in depth, but it certainly seems like um, you know that Washington is better than we expect, and I think the Buffalo win was a little phony against the Raiders. Oh, I mean they deserved to win in a blowout. It's just they were the beneficiaries of a three-o. Turnover difference, which means they got lots more first downs and a lot more yardage, but the yards per play were comparable. Um, I make it 5.5, so I saw a little value with Washington. I know the market saw some value. Some of the pros gobbled up 7, now down to 6.5, and, and no interest at
1: 6.5. Right, we have Atlanta at Detroit. That's game four, six, five 6 And the Lions, 3.5-point favorites at home. This is down from the summer line. It was Lions minus 5
0: yeah and I made this game three and a half, which is um, but that's I made it one and a half on the neutral, so it's really not three and a half. I made it three. The pros are betting Atlanta, and i can I can't disagree at all. Atlanta did outgain Green Bay by two hundred yards in that really close
1: win um and it, Detroit, probably without David Montgomery, the running back who got hurt. I mean you'll see more Jameer Gibbs, but right now, if you're looking at the rookie running backs. Bijan Robinson looks a lot more like an impact player than Jameer Gibbs does, as mm. far as the first round running backs go.
0: Um, yes, and I mean he's he's probably moving up in uh, yeah. rookie of the year and yep. and and in all those markets. But he's um, the favorite. Yeah, the pros hard to move up once you're the favorite. The pros <laughs> bet Atlanta plus four and a half, and even a three and a half. I'd lean right now to Atlanta.
1: Four six seven. We have the uh, Colts versus the Colts. Indy at Baltimore, and Baltimore laying 7.5. We have 7.6 consensus. There is a couple of 8s on the board, and this is not much of a change back in the summer. Baltimore was a 7-point favorite.
0: So I made it 8.5, but that's not—I haven't upgraded for Minshew. This is a case where if Minshew plays— uh, I'm not going to be so eager to play the teaser. Hmm. Uh, if Richardson plays off of a concussion, we're probably run less, which will make him sure. much less effective. So I think Minshew is like one point better than Richardson right now in my numbers. But if Richardson's not going to run, Minshew's several points better. So I would love to tease Baltimore If Richardson gets the start.
1: Yeah. Richardson in the concussion protocol. Uh, four, six, nine. We'll move past that. That's Carolina at Seattle. Let's go to Dallas, Arizona, four, seven, one, the Cowboys, 12 and a half point favorites. This is a major upgrade from the summer line of six and a half. Uh, don't see any thirteens popping up on the board. I do actually see an 11 and a half though.
0: I make it 11. Um, and that, Usually, I got to dial it back on top of that because of um, the fourth quarter where, you know, team gets up double digits and they Mm -hmm. let up. I got to tell you, though, I don't know where Arizona's mindset is. I mean, normally that's a moral victory when you almost win as a big underdog, but it's probably not a moral victory when you're laying. 17 and live wagering or whatever. They're probably not that. They were probably laying when they're up 21. I'm guessing they're laying 14 and a half.
1: So. Yeah. It, but then, but then the word got called down from the booth. Like guys, here, we're trying to get the number one overall pick. We have to lose this game.
0: That's good because I've got them <laughs> plus two fifty to like lose more games than anybody else. So I'm, I'm suddenly becoming a big Houston Texan fan. Uh, I want no part of Arizona and and what do you think? 75% of the crowd will be Cowboy fans? What do you I would, think? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Game 473, Chicago at Kansas City. The Chiefs are 13-point favorites, an upgrade from the summer line of 9.5. I make it 11.5.
0: Um, you know, it appeared that the Bears took a bad beat. If you took the Bears plus three, like I did. I, even f- I found a ticket that had the Bears plus three and a half. I'd forgot the- forgotten that I bet for a small amount. I'm mm. like, oh, what a good customer Ew. I am. Ew. Yes. Um... And, of course, they should have covered down three at the end. But it was a minor miracle. Mm -hmm. They were only down three. They got murdered in the stats. Fields is bad. Um, Fields was like they they took more MVP tickets on Fields than anybody else. I I don't get it. I don't get how they were. During the summer.
1: How were they lined at seven and a half as a win total? Frankly, I think Otani has a better
0: chance (laughs) to win MVP at this point. So, uh, yeah, this is um, not an area code. I like to – and it's not a zip code I like to drive around in. Mm Mm-hmm minus 11.5, and And I certainly am not going to get out and park and make a ticket in
1: this zip code. At 13. I'll pass. Yes. We're going to move past the Sunday night game. That's Pittsburgh at the Raiders. And for the second straight week, we have a Monday night doubleheader. Philadelphia at Tampa is the first Monday night game. The Eagles are five and a half point favorites, a slight downgrade from the summer line of six and a half. And... This could just have to do with the fact that we have a 2-0 Bucks team and an Eagles team that, despite being 2-0, and hasn't exactly looked like the world beaters that they were last year.
0: Yeah, so I make this game four, so I like the Bucks. I like the Monday Night Home dog with all the momentum. And so I, I saw a seven, a rogue seven in town. I'm like, I'm going to drive drive on over, and then I'll release this to my clients. Do-do-do-do-do. I said, but you know what? I'm starting to get fat again, so— I'll stop at the gym first, and then I went home, and then what's this? Well, I went down to 5.5, and, and then I've got, like, a little text from my friend, the hitman. Oh, gave out uh, Tampa Bay, plus 6.5. And, and I know it doesn't sound like that important, 6.5 versus 5.5, but it is Monday night. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll leak back to 6. If it does get back to 6, I most certainly will, will give out Tampa Bay. I'm not, I've not been impressed with what I've seen from the Eagles. And even, like, the Eagles, analytics darlings. hmm What are they doing? They're up 19. They kick the extra point to go up 20. I'm fine with that. Still, you know, don't chase points too early. But then, end of the game, they go up 12, and they kick the extra point to go up 13 against the Vikings, and thus they're vulnerable at the end of the game. Um, And I I think their coach, it was even tweeted, or the GM or somebody tweeted, I think it was the coach, oh, I just messed up, you know, we should have gone for two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But... um, I, I just don't get. What, is it that difficult? I mean, this is just look at the chart, you know. And oh, the Dior – I I have fourteen. The Dior is a five. I'm supposed to stand, not yeah, hit. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on.
1: I I'm just waiting for the Eagles to turn it on, and I don't know when it's going to happen. Get those I, five guys back on defense. Back just,
0: back, and yeah. they, maybe they can turn the defense back on without I, that. I, I don't know, know.
1: I know what's going to happen, but part of me feels like when we see this, when teams, um, they know like. When you when you're a good team you know you're making the playoffs now I know you can't take anything for granted in the NFL but it seemed like for a team that went to the Super Bowl last year a team that has aspirations of going back to the Super Bowl this year let's take it easy let's pace. be healthy let's pace ourselves be cool. yes we don't be have, cool we don't have to jump out to 30 point first half leads like we did last year we can we can we can just Let's go through this game nice and easy.
0: Watch all our um competitors have their stars go down yes. for the year. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then so I can see they'll they there'll be a stretch. They'll they'll turn it on. Mm. Might not be on Monday night. Uh the second Monday night game is going to be the Rams at the Bengals. This game's got major question marks, Fez. Right now, the Bengals, one and a half point favorites over the Rams, and this is significantly down from the summer line where the Bengals were laying seven.
0: The pride of Northwestern, Trevor Simeon, leading the Bengals in the jungle. How can you go against them? Um, I think it is going to be Simeon. I don't think Burrow is going to go. And if so, oh, my goodness. He's
1: got the benefit of the extra day, though, because it is a Monday game, not Sunday. But this line is telling you. The line is telling me that he's not playing.
0: Yes. And so that's a seven and a half point downgrade. Um, So if I had the Bengals, who are already struggling, like, three points better than an average team. Now they're, like, four points worse, which makes this line right around. Pick them, if not Ram. I got I got the Rams a one-point favorite with Trevor Simeon under center.
1: But you got the desperation spot of the 0-2 team here in the Bengals.
0: Yeah, that that is certainly the case. Um, so the line looks right in another example of a failed betting adventure by me. How I don't have a piece of these Rams is beyond me. Um, yeah, you know. Went to the gym. Screwed up. <laughs> Screwed up. At least, um, at least I'll be healthier come week eight. I'm pace- I like the Eagles. I'm pacing myself and my good bets that I'm making. I will give a bet that I gave out. Um, I bet the Bengals under for season wins. Can you um, can you project what you think? I bet. I don't look it up, but I just bet this like an hour ago. What'd you bet? I bet Bengals season wins yeah. under. They were they were 11.0 under to start the season. Nine and a half. That is exactly what yeah. I played, because I look at this and I'm like, "Wow, how can I not um hit the Bengals mm-hmm. under because they just you know they just started 0 two instead of one one um and so th- th- so they just dropped a game right there at least if not more, yeah. you know because they're favorite against Baltimore, and on top of that they um you you, you got to significantly downgrade them for you know what their performance has been year to date um and essentially you know. Uh, hey, hey, they were favored against, they're favored against Cleveland, they're favored against Baltimore, mm-hmm. so they lost 1.2 wins. So that 11 should become a 9.8. So the line should be 9.8 without any adjustments per, per, for performance, and their performance has been bad. And the defense was bad against Baltimore also.
1: So they open at 6.5. It's down to 1.5. If you find out Joe Burrow's playing, where does it go to? It doesn't go all the way back up to 6.5. It
0: goes Probably four and a half because he won't be a hundred percent.
1: Okay, four and a half. And Zach Taylor on Monday said that it's hard to say whether or not he's going to be ready. But if we find out on Sunday that hey, he's going to play tomorrow, and and. One and a half, it, yeah, it'll go north of the field goal, but yeah. it's not going back to the six and a half that it opened at.
0: If he was healthy, if he was 100%, yeah, 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 yeah. you could pop it back to six or six and a half. Because yeah.
1: you got to think, even if he plays, he's not 100%, he's not going to be mobile. A lot of handing the football off. So I have the Rams one and a half
0: points worse than an average team. So if I bring the Bengals up pre flop to mm-hmm. where they were, like four points better than an average team, five and a half on a neutral, the most I can get to is seven. And that would be the most, with the most ludicrous positive Bengal assumptions. So if Burrow's starting, the Bengals have been sucking, and he's not 100% 4.5.
1: What was your take on Sean McVay kicking the field goal as time expired to cover?
0: I'm fine, because he, remember, his whole drive, he's thinking to himself, we need two scores. But we can't kick the field goal until
1: we get into field because goal they range. spiked the football and kicked it as time expired. Well, At that point, as, there's no reason to kick it.
0: Well... There's no reason not to because point differential is like the I was just gonna breaker. say that.
1: So that it's it, it, is he just being is he just being the smartest guy in the room, thinking point differential could come to be a tiebreaker?
0: Give your kicker one more rep. And you know what? All things being equal, if you think you have like there's a, a Star Trek episode. Were you an original Star Trek?
1: No. I was a uh, next generation guy. Okay. So so the, the card ori- Riker, you know?
0: There there I do. Uh there is an episode called Galileo 7, okay, where they're in this shuttle craft that's mm-hmm. like running out. It doesn't have enough fuel, okay? So it's gonna, it's got like an hour, it can do like a couple orbits and that's gonna burn up. And the Enterprise has long since left and there's no one out there that can rescue these guys. So they're all gonna die in an hour, okay? Or somehow try to navigate going back through the orbit, which isn't gonna, clearly isn't gonna work because they burned up all their fuel. Um, and Mr. Spock jettisons the fuel and ignites it, all right? Hmm and they they go spock what are you doing we need that fuel to maintain orbit and he's like and he says nothing and then he he says illogical no one to see it you know and they realize oh it's a signal flare he's putting up you know telling people you know that they, they we're in trouble so the bottom line is you think you have 0% chance to win. Who knows? There's four seconds left. Maybe you kick the field goal. Maybe somehow there's a second left on the clock. <laughs> Somebody, some miracle that the, 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 the timekeeper forgets to hit the button. You get the on-site kick, and you throw a Hail Mary. I would not have laid a billion dollars to make a penny at that point mm. that the Rams wouldn't win, although I probably should have. But, like, you see what I'm saying. Why not? It's like what you were planning to do, give your players reps and reward them for taking the hits and going down the field and getting the three. Not he, And coincidentally, I did have Rams plus eight.
1: Congratulations. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Early Line Market Report for Week 3 of the NFL season brought to you by Pregame.com. Thank you.